Hello everyone and welcome to Crazy Daimyo's Video Game Emporium Podcast with the pals. This is episode number 20, the big 2-0. It's me, your boy, Lori Daimyo, and I'm here with my other two boys. Creation, hello. And Ziggy. Awesome, well. I'm far away. I'm here. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's up? Well, this sound kind of far. <laughs> This is a special episode. It's number 20, so thank you all for joining us. Um, this is going to be the last episode where we're doing a debate debacle, because uh, if you have been with us since the beginning, episodes 1 through 10, we did uh, Secret Facts. 11 through 20, we did debate debacles, so we're, we're going to hear the last one on this episode, unless we decide to bring it back on, like, you know, episode 41 or something. Who knows? But... Ooh. Before we really get into our main topic, Ziggy, what have uh, you been playing recently? Recently, I've been playing Dark Angel, uh, Vampire Apocalypse. Whoa, and is there anything like that Jessica Alba 90s TV series? <laughs> what? By the same oh, name? gosh, I hope not. Um, well, I, like that show. I don't know. Actually, now, that, makes, <laughs> that, might make, that might make me want to watch the show. It's cool. It's like... No messing around. You turn the game on, you click play, it creates a save file, and then all of a sudden everything's fighting around you. You gotta start mashing buttons. Hmm. And what? So, is this a PlayStation a 2 game? Oh, you caught me. You found me out. Yeah, it's a PlayStation 2 game. Okay, what kind of, um, like, is it a hack and slash? I mean, it sounds like with all the action. It's it's a hack it's it's a hack and slash dungeon crawler Ooh. and uh, it's a lot like Diablo. I dig it. And um, when I say it's a lot like Diablo, yeah, it's it's a lot like Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three, where like whenever you kill people, uh, <laughs> you unlock some stuff. But okay. uh, every every once in a while, like swords and armor drop, and there aren't really like different. I guess there are different types of armor, but like it's like a full suit. You're not like finding pieces. Oh, cool! And so like it's like just another level up of a full suit of armor of like different types of armor. You know, there's like your classic leather armor, and then your plate armor, and your chainmail. But um, you go deeper into these dungeons, monsters get stronger, and the armor gets higher level, and the weapons get higher level, and then when you die, you just go back to the town, and you got all your stuff still. Ooh. I can't really figure out. I can't figure out what the I drawback is. I like that uh, wow. armor progression. It kind of reminds me of getting like something absurdly powerful in the old Metroid games. Oh yeah, right. Like you get Spider Ball, uh, and you're like, oh, ever now we gotta be. Pass this. I gotta be quick. Um, I'm almost done with this, but uh, <laughs> the, you can talk to a few people in the village that are just walking around after you battle some monsters, and basically you like save the the town. It kind of comes off as. But uh, they're willing to trade their weapons and armor with you and items with you, and hmm. sometimes uh, they have good stuff. And it it all go it all gets stronger with you. It's cool. You level up. It's RPGs. That's great. Bro, Dark Angel on like PS2. An, an RPG-esque hack and slashy dungeon crawler on the PlayStation Two. That sounds insane. Dark like, Angel, right? Takes place in 1652. Bro, like, where was that when I was in middle school? Like, that, so it would have been like, a game We I have liked. quite a catalog. Oh, it is based off of the, exactly what I, mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. Okay, well. This is Jessica Alba. Wait, James Cat or Beal, one of the two, I get it mixed up. 
Uh, it, I didn't know that was a James Cameron series too, but no, it was actually a pretty nice live action little series. It was, uh, hmm. I don't know, a super soldier with amnesia trying to figure out where she came from. Very, it wasn't, I mean, so Sounds... vague in my childhood and Daimyo is like a year on Ziggy and I as well. So like he this... might have like some blips in his memory, but these are like yeah, pocket memories for us. This game takes like... place in medieval times, my man. Really? Dark Angel? Well, you guys look it up. Vampire Apocalypse. Oh, okay. There you go. See, well, fun fact, just for you right now in the chat for the boys as we're recording this, there is a game based off of the obscure series that I mentioned. Wow. Two Dark (laughs) Angels. Weird. Okay. Uh, Well, listeners, in the comment, if you guys know anything about this game or this TV series or anything, let us know. But uh, besides that. I see Zig. Ziggs is nice. Besides is that nice, creation, what have you been playing recently? Well, I often get asked two things a week. One of them is, uh, could you please uh, stop doing that? You're making everyone uncomfortable. And the other thing is, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what are you playing? And what have I been playing? Same old, same old, because I decided to dive deep into a deep game uh, referred to as No Man's Sky. Uh, uh, so... You, and I uh, also realized I mislinked the link for the boys when I tried to link the link in the link chat for the links chats and the chats that link. So, <laughs> not have you have you gotten multiple ships yet on No Man's Sky? Or you just still I have just a... found one that I'm still fixing up. Ah, uh, okay. There's a lot of eye candy that you know flies in and out of any individual like space station I might visit mm-hmm. for whatever do system. You, but yeah. Do you ever find space chicks? <clears throat> Spaceships. I don't know, but that sounds interesting. What? Um, I've also tried to rekindle a little bit of like uh, Genshin Impact because, like, I've been I've taken a couple months off that game, and there's always a new event, always mm-hmm. something ridiculous to drop in. Hmm. So I gotta catch up a little bit on that, and you know my usual league grind. But in, like, as far as new goes, it's been No Man's Sky. I'm still trying to comprehend the depth of that game, and I doubt yeah, I'll yeah. ever figure it out. I mean, you can get lost on that game. Trust me. Um, okay, so the game I've been playing recently is I've been playing a lot of horror games as well as the Chinese games, and this game I found actually, like, got me spooked and scared throughout, like, throughout the whole game. I had, like, goosebumps and stuff. It's called No One Lives Under the Lighthouse. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) And, uh... Nobody? no one it it uh it came out in like uh last year like 2020 and it's it's really cool and it's the reason why i wanted to talk about the topic that we're talking about today which is art styles because this no one lives under the lighthouse is like a horror game that takes place in like three or four nights but it's like a retro aesthetic like it looks like a PlayStation One game, with the uh, the textures and the uh, the real blocky polygons, and it, it looks like an old school game, which really like goes well with the scary aesthetic, and it works so well. But I noticed it's kind of a a trend, like the PlayStation One aesthetic or making games that look like retro or making brand new games that are like 8-bit or polygon. 
trend of PS1 graphics. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not just the trend of PlayStation 1 graphics, but I mean, um I think Undertale is like a pixel art style uh Terra, what's that game that you play Creation, the Minecraft uh, Terraria. Terraria is like a retro sort of hey, art style. I can I'm going to pin on it. I'm going to pinpoint the key word and what you're talking about mm. style. it's style there's different styles and each style has different a different way of putting the game together yeah exactly uh, you get art you get these art styles to, uh based on the technology which they have to work with and what they want to do with their game so Hell back in the yeah. day it was due to limitations mm-hmm. um, uh you couldn't you, oh, with the Game Boy, it was black and oh, white. So you you've got a very good point there. It's, yeah, at first it's limitations, and now it's like, how do we go back with that nostalgia? Yeah, I think it's nostalgia. We want to actually, you want, we want to mm. like accentuate on it. <laughs> like at first, like it's totally make, like limitations. You can still like, make good sixteen. And like, was it really limitations yeah, at all? Because like, I would be like, how do you make a video game? I don't know. And then yeah, like the Mortal true. Kombat guys used green screen for half of their video game and made it i mean like one of my favorite games stardew valley is full pixel art too and it's just because one guy did it and he liked the aesthetic of it i mean i'll put it to you this way it's like your limitations it's like i i sooner understand a jet propulsion system that would get us to another planetary body than i just like understand the digital world and how video game development is even possible yeah like anything that this Form of media has ever produced has always been like a mind blower for me. I'm like, like, like No Man's Sky. Why I'm still playing it for like, what is it? Our third, third episode since mentioning it mm-hmm. is like I've never had like something that up to date that could like play something. Like show that. me, yeah, yeah, something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, like, and so what were you saying, Ziggy? Well, at the time, they probably don't see them as limitations ever ever right it's like what do we have to work with yeah what what sort of tools do we have to make this possible well and i was just giving examples of modern games using art style that's more retro because of the no one lives under the lighthouse game i was playing and that's not the only thing to talk about with art style either i mean like we'll take uh no man's sky for an example I mean, that's more of a um, realistic sort of art style to it, but you can have, like, cartoonier art style, cel-shaded graphics. I mean, uh, another game that I play a lot, um, I, I speedrun. Hey, hey, Yeah, what's up? Wait a second. Yeah. No Man, in No Man's Sky, you go from planet to planet harvesting the resources, right? Yeah. Okay, there's a game. I'm a noob. There's a game called Void Bastards. You can get it on the Switch, probably on the PS4. Um, what you That's do is you awesome. go you go from, yeah, it's cel-shaded, and it's really cool. It's like a comic book, and you go from spaceship to spaceship and take the resources and build weapons and stuff like that, and you have to to avoid space pirates and stuff like that. And it's now, pretty cool. I will say that and the moment anyone but... wants to bring up art into a video game sort of topic or discussion all i can think about and reminisce for is um like 
you'd beat a game, part of the unlockable content would be concept art, right? Oh, For yeah. For characters, oh, yeah. the oh, level yeah. design, the platforms, mm -hmm. things like that. Or you could just pick up, like, say, even for some sweaty boy like me that wants to get, like, a Halo 3 guidebook that has, like, a layout of the map. Mm. That's still art in itself where you get to see, like, the map from, like, a top-down perspective. Even if it's for, like, a strategy and you're like, oh, there's the spawn points for the weapons. Just think anything that, like, will allow, like, that's what made me sad, like, the, when the digital age first really started where you're like, your instruction booklet? What? Yep. Just go to the option menu this, and look at your control scheme. I like insight. the printed paper, even if it's no, just like it a controller check it out, check it scheme or anything. It's art listen, to me. I miss that. Listen, listen, listen. I don't know Hear how. <laughs> Hear me out. All right. So, back in the day, way back in the day, you had these Atari games and Coleco games and television games where you could not really see and understand what exactly was happening. But if you read the back of the box or the instruction booklet, it had the whole stories about what was happening to get you into the game. You know, that's now, a good point. Back the then, farther like, the farther into the future true, you yeah. go, the thinner these books got and the less packed with that um, information and I see, I see the flip-flop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, think of the very first Mega Man game, and then you think of that very over-the-top like graphic art that was made for the American version. Where it's like almost like Flash Gordon all crazy. It's like we had art that was superior to the pixels. Nowadays we have like these fully rendered like 3D environments that we have to make a poster for. That's more and, difficult. Well, than and like cutscenes galore too. Yeah. Like, right. What? Well, in, in the year 2021, it's gotten to the point where like if you do buy a physical copy, in the year they're, 2021, they're grateful. Just now. And you open it up. And you're lucky. Hey, smell that new paper smell. You... There's nothing in no, it except for wait, the disc. Yeah, wait, hold up, hold up. Listen, there's, <laughs> you're lucky if you get a reversible cover mm -hmm. or a cover that's got an opposite picture on the inside, and that's a new thing. And I love it, and I want it every time. Yeah, that's uh, true. But but you get a cool download code piece of paper for the, like the game that inspired the game that you bought, and I Ooh. think that's awesome. But you don't get like, uh, it's considered extra stuff. I also and hate I, to break it to you, but I can't think of anything modern you've actually bought a hard copy for in a long oh, time. Oh, it's all Switch. It's all Switch games. Yeah, I've got like, Switch games. I've got like, I've got like Audi. forty. I got like, I got like twenty Switch, thirty Switch games. Yeah. Well, admirable collection. Uh, I gotta say, I do like the perspective that Ziggy puts onto us because he's like, I have a huge collection. It may not be modern, but I see like he's he he like goes through the whole development process chronologically from like he plays down to up. Yeah, and I like a lot true. of. He mentioned an interesting mechanic, and at first I'm like, an interesting mechanic for 30 years ago? And I'm like, you know what? For the time, that was pretty badass. That's but, true. I'm sorry. It's, well, it's interesting. interesting. Not the greatest, but it's just interesting. Like, one game that I play a lot of, and I speedrun a lot, and, like, no one knows this game exists, basically. It's called uh, Drongen Dungeons of Ink and Paper, and it's a dungeon crawling game, and all of the art style is hand drawn, like it's. Oh yeah, and it looks like it's on note paper. Yeah, it looks like uh, like graph paper. Like it's really cool, and just like Creation was saying, after you like beat the game and unlock stuff, it unlocks concept art where it's literally just the guy who made it, drawing out everything on the game just on graph paper, and it, it's really cool because it, it makes it different from a regular dungeon crawler not just with the art style of it being hand-drawn but some of the items are like uh 
ink where it'll like uh, do some damage, whatever, or you know uh, other things like that. Like it, it well, kind of blends me, in too. To me, games like that are a specific kind of candy. Uh, they're mm. uh, they're artistic. Like what would be? A... Wait, listen. They're artistic Sorry, statements in themselves, and mm-hmm. the way that their existence is like, if this is possible. I mean, and it, is. it also yeah, reminds sorry, me of like Ziggy. Paper Mario, too. Like, Paper yeah, Mario I had that whole aesthetic, too. I didn't mean to cut Ziggy off at all, but, like, the, his phrasing made me be like, so that's basically why Celeste was made. Yeah, that, too. Like, I haven't personally played Celeste, but Celeste is, like, the homage or fever dream of anyone that liked those old, like, bullet hell platformers where you're going to reach the top of a certain... Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Pretty much, it's like the the coup de gras of any like sort of like pixel art, Scott Pilgrim esque like. That's true. It, well, it, it's a fever dream for all those types of fans. And not just pixel get. art, but or hand drawn art, but even like anime style art. Like look at Genshin. Like Cell. that's. I love cell shaded. Cell shaded. It still yeah. looks really. Cell shell yeah cell shading did not go anywhere. Folks. Yeah, it's and still dude, the... Nino Kunai. You guys have played Nino Kunai, right? That's Nino Kuni. You mean? Nino Whatever. Kuni 2? <laughs> I think yeah, so. Yeah, okay. I almost picked up the second one. It Studio is on the PS4. Ghibli should just make more video games. Uh, yeah, I know, Wait, right. they did that? They did Nino Kuni? Really? The art. They did the art. That, there was... I, I, you have no idea how long this bothered me. It's like, I've never played them, but why does it look so familiar? So, uh, the, like, Genshin Impact, like, anime girls, waifus, like, of course you're gonna want to spend money there. Uh, if you guys remember the game called Catherine, it's a 360 oh, yeah. PlayStation 3 era game. Yeah, that That's puzzle right. game. Tell me more about Laser Shoot Larry or Laser Suit Larry. <laughs> like Catherine, I really like Catherine because it had like the anime style of it too, and it was a uh, a story game. I mean, Blaze Blue, awesome fighting game with anime aesthetics. Oh yeah, I remember playing the gear. Yeah, so there's a lot of games too that just the art style of it i mean that's why i like dragon quest over uh like final fantasy is because final fantasy goes more of a realistic art style and dragon quest goes more of a anime cartoony akira toriyama style and i like that more you just compared it to like the main thing of like <laughs> he said hold up he the said, main thing of like up. fantasy realistic like you can't but okay but since we're talking about realistic and like what's artsy final fantasy is a good example but i want to bring up artsy level design and that is in prince of persia sands of time series okay yeah that level is beautiful at the moment you walk into a room it pans through the level and it's yeah, that's so true. pretty yeah that's every true. level is so pretty and you, then you climb around all over it i i get it i get why people like assassin's creed but I've played a lot of Prince of Persia. And, and here's another thing. Look at, uh, like, Assassin's Creed and stuff. So, why, and this is sort of a general topic as well. Like, if you look at some of these older games, like five years old, that tried to have, like, modern, realistic-looking art design, five years later, it looks really dated and bad. Whereas if you compare a game that came out at the same time and it's got more of like a cartoon aesthetic or like its own original art mm-hmm. style it looks just as good as it did five years ago so it's kind of like uh i always think about wind waker and twilight princess like twilight princess oh, yeah. went realistic wind waker went cartoony and if you played those original games now 
Wind Waker looks better in the art style department than Twilight Princess. Yeah. Much cleaner. Yeah. I mean, you're going to say, like, from someone that was not very um, enveloped in the Zelda series as a whole, um, when I went from Majora's Mask and then Wind Waker came out, of course, it was a very drastic change, but I was like, that's actually pretty, like, profound the art style mm-hmm. difference the stylistic changes mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of games do that too i mean it's not just in the zelda franchise i mean you go from hand-drawn ultimate battle 22 and then the cell shaded budokai 2 like what is that <laughs> like, oh yeah. dude okay so let's talk about that they made an artistic decision between one and two to cell shade the graphics that, yeah that's what? true that's yeah crazy. they actually name did they have game, like a developer talk interview where they were that. like for so long on like i've never seen another game yeah, series i i haven't either like i can't think of any game series that's went from like if you 3D ever like to... dabbled into xenoverse 2 at all like you still see like the boot like it's it almost it, i hate to say it as i play it on my ps4 but it definitely screams like ps2 game just from like how iconic it's art style and how like true to it they've stuck and for so long oh, yeah they're like they're like it still has a budokai 2 feel when you like make your character go super saiyan 2 or beyond like you're like that's that old school cell shaded <laughs> style i like what was the difference between budokai and tenkaichi because they're both budokai it went from a uh, 2d style fighter to like three-dimensional like 3d arena style fighter where you had to have like a lock-on okay. style all yeah that. But uh, that, we're kind of getting off a topic with art style, but yeah, um, we just had a lot of it, we've seen a lot of old school games, especially like growing up when PlayStation One and Two were being, you know, we've mm-hmm. seen a huge shift from like yeah. Super NES, and so we have a lot of heavy hitters in our nostalgia banks where it's like, well, I that was one I, example. So me, we can tangent on and on, but Daniel, please lead us, rein us in. Uh, I, I just want to—I just want to add one thing. Go ahead. In my personal opinion, the 16-bit era had the best art, and then the 32-bit era was pretty cool too. Well, I and I really started thinking about this because <laughs> I've been playing a lot of horror games, and I've got like. It, it's so strange it, it goes for either super realistic art style so that the horror just like gets you because it's realistic and you can see all the details or it goes like a retro either like playstation one or like uh pixel art style where it, it seems just as or even more scary because it, it's harder to comprehend when it's such like low resolution to what you're used to yeah so i mean i think for yeah for horror games low you know the music is like they tried harder on that department yeah i think for horror games the lower resolution might be better i think maybe for platforming games having a non-realistic art style might be better so i think for a lot of stuff uh art style might have a lot of sway plus like i say with paper mario and like bug fable that's a rpg that's just paper aesthetic and it really leans into it i just i I think we could talk a lot about art style because there's a lot that can be done and has been done and will probably still be done in the future and yeah look look at your inventory at shadow of colossus or just any of the lore you could find within game and you'll like 
or any of the DMC games. You just go and like look at the moveset set you could buy, and then any little art piece attached to it, you're like, oh. Oh yeah, that's cool too. Or you cool could too. look at MOBA games, and everything has a splash art, and there's like new skins with splash art. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Art and games, we didn't like, even talk about like different costumes on, like yeah. League of Legends or Overwatch or whatever. It's yeah, crazy. that's true. Okay. But, Bottom line is that, like, video games are a media form that I'd like to consider an art form. It's definitely an art. And definitely. Definitely the incarnations is. of all the ancient forms of art we've always used as human beings. I mean... And video games. <laughs> another great game, too, is... Uh, I mean, I really like it. It's um, Life is Strange. And it's just a... Ooh. It's just a story game. And the art's so unique with it that it really... It really just fits it, but anyways, let's let's get off the the topic because we could just go for hours. I think so. We picked something a little too big for our bushes. <laughs> we might we might come back with another episode for like art part two or whatever. To me, it just seems like video games are interactive collectibles, and that's why I have so many. And when I want to really mm. interact with it. I do more than just look at what I collect. Interactive collectibles, to me, sir, it's more like an extension of sensory perception. <laughs> like, well, you need to get into VR. VR no, that's what I'm saying. If I ever tried that, I'd be freaking out. Well, this is episode 20. So we've got our last, at least for now, debate debacle. So I think, Ziggy, you had a good one you wanted to do? Yep. I okay. got it. Okay. Are y'all ready? Yeah, who's doing cool? what? Let us know. Uh, on my right, I have creation defaced. Well, the great champion of the world, baby. You already know who it is. Boyo! He will be representing, in this debate, the original controller oh. that the console comes with. How much we love that controller. That controller that... We hold every single time we pick up the console. They designed it just for you. And then, on the other side, we have Lord Daimyo. And this man right here is going to be explaining to us why he thinks that those aftermarket controllers with all the, the flashy lights and extra buttons are far, far more superior since they came out with added technology afterwards. And here's All the right. thing. I, I think you chose, at least for me, I'd prefer the other way around, but so this will be fun trying to debate this one. So who's going first, Siggy? Uh, we're actually going to have uh, Lord Daimyo, the man of the hour, start it off just okay. to make sure that the energy stays awesome. Ooh, okay. Uh, well, um, with your regular name brand controllers, you don't get cool see-through controllers with lights so i mean come on like you get the see-through purple plastic with the yellow lights come on that's so cool i mean how cool is it to have like a see-through like purple plastic controller with like yellow lights you know yeah yeah so that's what i got about well, that i could know, know exactly what molly is <laughs> i mean yeah come on i mean how is you can't get that with an original controller from the from the oh company my. so but you know that matte black though they that matte black they've got matte black signature black that sony signature black man okay look it might not be the exact same shape for like patent and legal reasons than <laughs> the official controllers but they're still the same colors 
kind of. They just have to be, like, slightly off for patent and legal reasons. So, come on. All I gotta say is that there can be a copycat of many original controllers, but Sony's original controllers are so good that even their copycats are decent. That's why OG controllers are the best, especially in the Sony department. Okay. Not sponsored by a Sony exclusive called Psyops. Oh, I'm not Here's taking it. that one. You complimented them. Yeah. <laughs> and going on to that compliment I just got, you got different oh, buttons, no. different functions, added functions, added buttons. You guys ever had one where it like puts a turbo on your controller so you can oh, yes. beat your little brother at Soul Calibur better? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. You guys know those specialty uh, arcade boards where it's got the old school joystick and buttons for when you're playing competitive Mortal Kombat? Come on. You can't get those with original controllers. But how do you know those games are even programmed for that knockoff off-brand? Because the off-brand controller comes with a a memory card to hack your console. I don't know. As whack as an off-brand controller may seem... I guarantee you what's crazier is an actual made for by the book, by the game, for the game, for the people, Guitar Hero Rock Band controller. That whole rig is out of this world. Okay, well, also, how much do... There ain't no knockoffs of that, are there? How much do do regular name brand controllers go for? $80? Get an off-brand one for $20. There you go. Or you can treat your name brand one right and last your lifetime. Okay, well, the $20 one will probably last you like three days, but then you just get another $20 one. No big deal. Okay, so yeah, I think you need to... I think you need to let us do a, a final statement and then decide. Um, I'm going to make actually a retribution round where you guys go retribution one more time. Retribution Start, round. Starting with, starting with creation. I think this it's is, your time to retribute yourself. This isn't your final. <laughs> this, this isn't final, but you need to make one more statement. And not a, this is not a final statement, but you have to bring up one good reason why that controller is better than the aftermarket. Yeah, let's hear it. Boy, do I have the thing for you. Have you ever purchased a new console and it come with a controller, right? Have you ever looked for a controller or, or a console, mind you, that didn't come with a controller like like do you just be like oh nice this this controller that this console came with that's patented brought to you by and for by <laughs> whatever platform you choose you don't just yeet that shit behind you into the trash can and then go get a what, what was it afterglow 5000 <laughs> <laughs> you stick right. with that controller that your console came with cuz it was a dual package you can nourish it you'll be like oh the controller I associate this console to until the longevity of this console is no more. Also, <laughs> side side note, how cool of a company name is Afterglow 5000. Just saying. Anyways. <laughs> a fair rebuttal. <laughs> okay, I think my statement would say you've got different pricing options. You've got different aesthetic options. You've got different functionality options. And you've got different... Uh, everything options so just the multiple options just lead to off-brand controllers being better Objection: you can't choose what controller your console comes with Therefore... all right okay <laughs> all right so that that was 
that was one thing. But right now, I gotta ask you all one more thing. Give me one petty reason why yours is better. And this is gonna seal the deal. It's worth double brownie points. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's a that's a chocolate chippy. Official okay. official controllers are way too expensive. If you need a replacement, but man, if you're trying to buy a console without a controller included, then you're already shopping at Craigslist. Or get a used console that doesn't come with an official controller, and then you have a non-official controller for cheaper. Okay. I'm gonna. Try getting the warranty on that, be. I think I have to go with the Afterglow 5000. Yeah, Afterglow 5000, baby. I just want to also say that episode 20 of Crazy Daimyo's Video Game Reporting Podcast with the Palette is brought to you by Afterglow 5000 Controllers. Get yours with the brand new PsyOps The Mindgate Conspiracy coming this February 19th to a theater near you. 2004. 2004. 1896, the first video game ever. Get it with your Afterglow 5000 controller for only... Nine payments of nine ninety nine. Anyways, every year. Okay, cool. So I won that years. one. I won that one again. I just I'm winning so much. I guess that's good that this is the last one for oppos- a while. Why do I always give time, the opposition a every catchy time, brand name? See, every time, my time own you stop, every time you get stop recording, you get so uppity, uppity <laughs> with yourself. I hate. I hate. I actually hate <laughs> off-brand controllers with a passion. Like well, so that was very hard for me. I I I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Creation didn't bring up the fact that off-brand controllers literally Break. always have tra- well, they have trashy analog stick yeah. rubber. Yeah, and it cuts your fingers okay. out. And the so, buttons stick, regular, and they guys, break all the time, and they don't connect to the boys, console. For my and, two boys uh, and the viewers or listeners <laughs> right now, I just recently upgraded to the PC. Right. The only controller I have compatible with it right now without some program is still very iffy trying to use the PlayStation 4 is an off-brand USB corded 360 controller where the left click-in analog stick does not function anymore. See, GTA and, is impossible. And see, look, Help for me. my for my PC experience, I have an on-brand USB corded Nintendo Switch Pro controller. That works perfectly. So yeah, yeah you I have this controller because my father bought it for I, me. The two like, opposites. A, so it I was my little a, brother and I. We had some cousins. Pops is like, have this controller that I can't afford, and I'm like, I'll take it. I mean, it's still an heirloom, basically, but it's it's I not use, working. What do you use? An eight eight bit Doe controller. It looks like a SNES controller, but with Ooh. analog sticks Ooh. and a Bluetooth. Easy to play my, my ROMs. Well, thank you all so much for listening to episode 20 of Crazy Daimyo's Video Game Emporium Podcast with Diggy's the Pal. Fancy. I have been Lord Daimyo. With the Pal. I'm not included. With the Pal. No, you're, you're included. You could say your name, buddy. Say it. I'm going to say, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to try. I'm going to try again. Let's. But that would have could have if we let that go on, that would have been good though. Okay. <laughs> He's like, you can say your name, buddy. Say it. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to episode twenty of Crazy Daimyo's video game emporium podcast with the pals. I have been Lord Daimyo. Art is a mess and so am I, creation. Zig. <laughs> And make sure to uh, check out the Lord Daimyo YouTube channel where you can watch the gameplay footage we are doing with this podcast. Or you can check us out on Google Play, 
Spotify, or any other podcast website just to listen to us there. Please comment in the comments down below letting us know what you guys think about art style or anything else that we've talked about or anything at all. But once again, thank you very much for watching and have a fantastic day. Heck is non-podcast related content because it's better than a podcast. Thank you.